Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Clinton Baptist Church, where I'm Pastor Pugh, senior pastor here, and just so grateful to be with you again this morning, um, on this Sunday morning. It's just great to, to be in the house of the Lord, although I know that the church is us and the building is closed, but we can um, definitely bring the word to you, and I'm so grateful for technology um, to be a part uh, of an awesome church and just growing um, in this pandemic. Um, uh, for you all don't know our theme, our vision here for Clinton Baptist Church is we grow, we serve, we love, and we are definitely growing, we are definitely serving, and we're definitely showing our love. Um, I bring you greetings from my wife, Jeanette Pugh, and um, one thing I want to do before we get started this morning is a lot of leaders uh, get, a, get a lot of um, accolades and uh, get a lot of support. But one thing I, I want to be, I want to be a leader that show my appreciation to people um, and, and what they do for, for me and for the church as well. So I want to show my appreciation to the team of people that God set around us um, here at Clinton Baptist Church. We have a great team of deacons, a great team of pastors and ministers, a great team, a social media team, an AV team, uh, our church set, uh, clerk. We're so grateful for for her as well, and also our church administrator, um, because I cannot do what I do without them. And I just want to thank them and show my appreciated appreciation towards them publicly. So at this time, can we give them a round of applause? Can we just thank them uh, right now for all they're doing, their sacrifices? Uh, we had one young lady who was here this morning, like 8.30. Service don't start till 11. But she was out in the parking lot ready. So I'm just so grateful for, for her, for our Deacon, Deacon Dixon, who opened the doors for us and um, checked the mail and just do so many different things. So I'm just so grateful for what God is doing in this time where we are uh, living out the vision that God has given me. Acts chapter 2, verse 40 through 47. Um, we grow, we serve, and we love. And there's some great news that I want to let you all in on. I can't give you the, the full scope of the news that we have uh, because some of the things we're still working on to try to, um, to, to get everything um, in place. But um, Clinton Baptist Church is doing some great things, some wonderful, wonderful things. We had an opportunity to, to feed multiple families. Uh, now we up into the range of about 70 families. We have given groceries to every Tuesday and Thursday. If you uh, know people who need grocery, um, who are struggling at this time uh, with food, they can call 301-653-6219. Um, and um, they don't have to be a member here. Um, they, don't, they don't have to uh, show us any credentials or anything. We just ask that they text that number so we can have a record of them texting, uh, a record that uh, they receive food. Um, and text that number to um, 301-653-6219 and come up on Tuesday between the hours of 11 and 12.30. We'll give them an appointment and they'll get groceries, free groceries. We're giving out eggs and, and meats and, and canned food and, and spaghetti, uh, ev all, everything. Only, thing, only stipulation you, you, you have to have to get this food is you got to know how to cook. If you don't know how to cook, you that's on you. But we 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 blessing you with grocery. Uh, we have given out uh, 32 um, $25 gift cards to people who are in need, and we're just so grateful to be a part of a ministry and a part of the kingdom of God, where we have come together and collaborated with other people to support. Um, people in this time of pandemic, we have a great 
collaboration with Radical Positive, uh, Radical um, Positive Nation, um, Brother Brian Bailey and, and Tammy Bailey, and we're so grateful for them. Um, with Radical Positivity, um, we're so grateful to partner with them. Um, on last week, we, we partnered with them and we uh, made over 150 uh, care packages for the homeless shelter. We, we, we sent out uh, these care packages to the men's shelter and to women's shelter. We also did lunch on Friday for them. We delivered pizza for them. So some great things that we, we are part of here at Clinton, and I'm just so grateful for that. We also have, um, for those who are seniors, um, I got a call yesterday. I'm just so, I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited of what God is doing. We got a call yesterday, and for our seniors who are 60 and above, Prince George's County Department of Family Services will provide meals, provide meals for the seniors who are 60 and above. And guess what, seniors? They are bringing them to your home. And all I need you to do is text this number 301-653-6219, and we just need your name, and I'll submit your name to them, and they'll put you on the delivery sheet where uh, you can get meals every single week um, from the Prince George's County Department of Family Service. So I'm just so grateful uh, what God is doing here at Clinton and our partnerships that we have. And I, another thing, I'm grateful for you um, because, because of you, we, we are able to, to, to be able to do this ministry um, which God has called us to. We are, we are so able to, to fulfill the work of the kingdom, and I'm just so grateful for you. Um, a lot of you all ask, well, how can I give? How can I, I, I give my offering um, to the church? And, and if you're one of those ones who want to give, um, you can go to our website, clintonbaptistchurch.org, and um, go to the giving page and set up a profile, and you can give, or you can go to your electronic devices. You can go to your cell phone or your tablet and uh, go to your uh, uh, Play Store, your um, your App Store, and go to Give Plus and um, put in Clinton Baptist Church, and we'll pop up, and you can give that way. But we are so grateful for you uh, participating with us in, in fulfilling the God's work and his call for the ministry. And I'm so excited. We got some other great news but I, that I want to tell you right now, but I, I can't because, because everything is not together yet, and I, and I don't want to jump out there too fast, and it don't happen. But I'm just so excited about what God is doing. And God's hand is on Clinton Baptist Church, and his favor is on us. And I'm just so excited what God is doing, and I thank you for tuning in. We had a great time on Friday night. A wonderful time. We're coping with comedy. Like I said on Friday night, it was a friend of mine um, who, who said who's using this thing, coping. And he said, man, this, 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 this show should be called Coping with Comedy. And I'm so grateful for him uh, just to let me steal that or borrow that title. Um, and we had a great time. We had over 800 people that tuned into the comedy show, um, which these, these three brothers did some awesome, some awesome ministry and, and, and just bringing laughter to us. Because the Bible talk about laughter is, is good for the soul is medication. And I'm just so glad that in this time uh, of a pandemic, we can still smile, we can still laugh, we can still giggle, we can still fall on the floor in a, in a hilarious way or, or a gay way and just enjoy um, what God is doing even in this time. So I'm just grateful for everything God doing. I mean, I mean, you can see my excitement. You can see my excitement right now. So I'm just so grateful. But as we move forward in our service, I want to pray. And I have a strong word for us today. Um, I, I just ask that you go 
um, right now, get your things together. You may have your coffee. You may have your breakfast in front of you. Um, you may have on church, your church clothes, whatever you desire to wear. Um, you may be in your living room or your dining room or in your bedroom or in your bathroom. Um, but I ask that you get some paper because this is going to be a sermon where you're going to take notes. This is going to be a sermon where we're going to grow together. We're going we're gonna to grow in God. So get some paper so you can take notes. We'll be coming out of Genesis Chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Just two verses. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. So before we go into the word, let us pray. Father God, you are so amazing. Thank you so much for being God. We love you, Lord God, and we thank you today for this service. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, that we can come before you. Father God, I pray and thank you for your presence to be with us. Lord God, let us engage you. Although we are, we are, we are distant, we in social distance, although people are in different homes, Lord God, yes, the building is closed, but the church is still open. And we come and we thank you for that. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy on our lives. We thank you for just blessing us this week, Lord God. We thank you that we can make it to another Sunday where we can be encouraged, where we can be fed and we can be motivated. We thank you, Lord God, for just living in us. Lord God, and there's some that's on this uh, uh, feed right now that, that may not know you as a Lord and Savior. But Lord God, I pray that you decrease me and increase yourself. Because your word says if you are lifted up, you'll draw all men to you. And Lord God, I'm here to draw men to you, not to me. So Lord God, we ask that they be drawn for those who don't know you to come into a saving knowledge that you are the Christ who died on a cross, shed your blood for our sins that we may be right with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's get, a, let's get a Lord a hand clap of praise. And thanking God for what he is doing. Again, let's turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, for those who uh, have their Bible or their electronic devices, we ask that you turn to Genesis chapter 1. Um, that's the first book of the Bible in the, in the New Testament, Genesis, I mean the Old Testament. Genesis chapter 1. Uh, verse 1, I'm, I'm trying to give you a time to get it, give you some time to get it. And we're in Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 1. We're only going to read two chapters, I mean two verses, in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The world, I mean the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Well, this morning, I would like to speak to you from the topic, God. On this morning, I would like to speak to you from the topic, God. I remember as a child growing up in elementary school, because of my... Um, uh, mischievousness, mischievousness, or, or I was a mischievous child. Um, I went to many elementary schools, by the way. But I remember growing up, and, and my first elementary school was Gerald Wilson, Joshua Murchison, you may remember, Sean Murchison, Nay, y'all remember. We growing up in Northeast, and, and I went to Gerald Wilson Elementary School. I, I went there from the, from the first to the, to the second grade. I think I made it to the second grade, and then I had to transfer 
um, because of, uh, the teachers was, was, it was, it was, I'm going to blame it on the teachers. I'm going to blame it on the teachers anyway. So, so I, I had to transfer, but, but I remember in the, in the early parts of my, my elementary um, um, endeavors or, or, or schools, uh, there was a game that we played. And, and this game that we played was called All Around the World, Around the World, or All Around the World, or Around the World. I mean, some of you all may remember that game. Some of you all may remember playing this game. Uh, for those who are 30 and, over, uh, 30 and younger, you may not know this game, so I got to explain this game. So, so I remember as a, as a small child playing this game around the world. And, and, and the way the game was set up was that the teacher will ask all the children to, to, to sit in Indian style in a circle. Now, now for, for, for our younger people, uh, you, you don't know what Indian style is. You probably know crisscross applesauce. But for us, it was, it was Indian style. I, I would love to see some of us sit in Indian style right now at the age of 40-some years old. That would be funny, by the way. But, but anyway, let me get back. So, so I remember this game that we played. We played this game called Around the World. And we were, we were, we were all uh, sit in a circle, um, Indian style, with our legs crossed, and we would make this big circle on the floor of the classroom. And the teacher, uh, she never sat on the floor. He never sat on the floor. They would always pull their chair up and get in the, in the circle with us. And, she, and they would always come with a, a, a notebook or a pad. And on that notebook or pad, it had a sentence on it. I remember we was, in, we was in first grade or second grade and third grade. And, I, and after we got older, uh, we then got a story. But, but at that time, we, it had a sentence. When it had a sentence like um, on, on, on Johnny uh, went out for recess and he, he teamed up with Susan and Bill and they played kickball. And um, Johnny kicked the ball over the fence and um, the teachers had to go get it, and that was the end of the story or the end of the sentence, something like that, just an example. So, so in this uh, game of, of Around the World, it was, it, was, it was a fun game, but it was a competitive game. You, if you all know me, I've been competitive since I was born. I, I, I like competing. And, and, and what happened was the teacher will whisper the story to the first person sitting beside her, usually the child on the right. She will whisper, or he will whisper the story in their ear or the sentence in their ear. And their job was to turn to the next student um, and whisper the, the, the same sentence that the teacher gave into the next person's ear. And then they go around and they go around and they go around. You know what I mean, Monique? Uh, 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 you, you played that game too, Monique, because you grew up by Wilson as well. So we all went there, and, and then so now you had to whisper the, the sentence to the next child and the next child till we get all the way around back to the teacher. Now, what I, what I didn't like about this game is because every single time I played this game, watch this, every single time, you already remember, every single time I played this game, we never got the sentence right. We, we always got the sentence wrong. When it got back to the teacher, it was things added. And it was things taken away. Remember I said Johnny went outside and teamed up with Bill and Susie and played kickball and kicked the ball over the gate. And the gate went, and the teacher had to go outside the playground to get the ball out, um, and retrieve the ball. Now, 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 now that was the sentence. But when it got back to the teacher, it was like, oh, yeah, Johnny kicked the ball and a bear ate it. And then a lion came and ate the bear and then all, and all this other stuff. And I'm trying to figure out where in the world did we get break, where did the breakdown happen? I, I, I'm trying to win this game. As a young child, I was trying to win this game. Anybody remember? And, and, we, and, and kids just made up anything. 
I had some people in my class like Antonio Spencer, Mandy. I had them in my class, and he just wanted to make up things. And I'm like, and I asked the teacher. I remember at this young age, it's so funny as I think about it. I asked the teacher, well, where did the breakdown happen? Where, where did it get confused at? Because I try to figure out where the confusion was at because I'm trying to um, diagnose or, 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 or point out the person that caused us to fail at this game. And, 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 and I, the teacher said, well, uh, Colin, don't worry about that. Don't, don't worry about what a breakdown that. Let's, let's just start over and try it again. But there was always a breakdown in the sentence. It was always somebody who got there and didn't get what the teacher said. And now they transfer wrong information to the other students. So when it got to the teacher, it was all messed up. The sentence was all messed up. I, I don't know if y'all remember that. I'm, I'm actually getting mad now. I'm, I'm getting mad right now because of, of that game because I, I know it was a breakdown. But watch this. But, but in that game, it, it was a breakdown that happened somewhere. Somebody did not transfer the sentence correctly. There, there was a breakdown from, from one person to the other. And, and, and when I look at the word of God, when, 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 I, when I look at the Bible and I, and I, and I start reading the, the Bible for myself, I, I got a little disappointed. And, 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 I, and I got sad because, because if I found out that there, that there was a breakdown in the, in the transfer or the transmission of God's word. Now, God has given us his word. He has given us his word in the Bible, which is in earned. He has given us 66 books, 27 books in the New Testament, and 39 books in the Old Testament. He had, he had laid out for us his message and his word, but there's been a breakdown. There's been a breakdown. As I, as I, as I, I talk to people in this time of pandemic, they just, they just making up stuff about God. No, God, God won't give you more than you can bear. You know, God only helped those who, to, who helped themselves. Yeah, I've been praying to the big man upstairs. You know, the big brother, one who sits high and, and, and look low. To, yeah, you know, big dog upstairs. You know, the one, the shot caller upstairs. Where do we get all this at? And the message of God, it, it has been a breakdown. It's had been a distortion in the message of God. So God laid it on my heart on this Sunday to present to you God. And if we're going to present the message correctly, we can't find where to break down that because that'll be a waste of time. But what we can do is start all over. And the reason why we start all over, because we're going to start at the beginning where everything happened. And in this text, as I told you, I'll speak to you from the topic God. This text tells us so many things about God. It tells us so many things about God. Look at it. It tells us that God is the beginning. Look at this in verse number, number one, uh, eight. It says, in the beginning, God. In, in, in the beginning, God. This, this text tells us that, that God is, is the beginning. Now, now, some of us may read this text. Watch this. Some of us may read this text and, 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 and believe that it's saying that God has a beginning. But this text is not saying nor suggesting that God has a beginning. And we know that God doesn't have a beginning because he's eternal. And he has no end. He has no start. He has no end because he's eternal. But it tells us, so if it's not suggesting or, or saying that God has a beginning, what is it saying when it said in the beginning God? So here it is. This is what it's saying. It said God is the determination of the start. God is the beginning because he's the one started the beginning. He is the one that determined where the beginning will start. 
He is the one that, that put in place the starting line. He is the one that said that, that, that this is when time going to start. This is when the earth is going to start. He is the beginning because he's the one who set and determined the time of start. That, that, that's some good stuff right there because we got it mixed up. We, we think the start happened with the Big Bang Theory. We think the start happened with the cause, cause theory. No, God is the beginning. He is the one that determined when time was going to start. And he is the one that determined the, uh, when the starting line is going to start for time and the earth. The earth that you and I see, God is the beginning. He is the beginning. It says that in the beginning, God, God is the beginning. We know that it's not suggesting that, that God has a beginning because he's internal, eternal. But it, it is saying that God is the start of the beginning. He, he is the beginning. He, he is the beginning. He is the one that started everything. Now, 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 now watch this. For some of y'all who are uh, friends with me on Facebook, y'all seen um, two weeks ago uh, me and my son Jackson racing. Me and my son Jackson racing, about three days a week, we go to this hill. Um, I'm not going to tell y'all where it's at because then it'd be flooded with people in the time of social distance. I, I, then I wouldn't be able to get my workout in. But we go to this hill three days a week, and we run a hill, and it got two hills. It got a blacktop hill, um, which is, has a smaller incline or a, a lower incline um, than, the, than the grass hill. So Jackson, you know, he's 15. He in shape. Uh, you know, he got it going on. He got more energy and and, you know, then I have. So what he does is he runs the big hill. And my wife and I, LaShawn, we, we run, and Jennifer, we run a small hill. That's, that's what we can do. I, I, I'm 46. I'm, I'm out of shape. I'm trying to get it together, Pandora. But we, we run a small hill. So, so after we worked out, uh, Jackson and I, because we both competitive, um, we decided to race. We, we, we decided to race. This story going to make sense. Remember, God is the beginning. And we decided to race Iris and, um, and, and, and Tammy. We decided to race Iris. I think you've seen that race. And um, so what Jackson uh, uh, said was, was Dad, uh, uh, I'll give you a yard. He says, I'm going to spot you a yard. Now, now I'm offended. I'm, I, I got to say, I was in my feelings. I, I know I'm old. I know I'm out of shape. I, I know I'm, 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 I'm overweight, but, 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 but you, you can't just throw out a yard like, like, like I'm nothing. For real, he, he treated me like a sucker. Like, like, like Pastor Pugh, you, you, you soft. And, I, and I, you know me, I ain't ducking no challenge. So I said, well, we're going to race. And he said, I'll give you a yard. So in that, of the starting line, what happened was me and him start to negotiate. We, we start to negotiate. I had an input on where he was going to start and where I was going to start. And I can negotiate the starting line, but I'm trying to help you understand God is the beginning. And it wasn't no negotiating with him. He the one determined when everything else was going to start. Yes, for our lives and for certain situations, we, have a, uh, we can negotiate and we can have an input. But for this, God didn't have no councilman. He didn't have a meeting to say when we're going to start, when you think is a good time to start. No because he is the beginning. He the one determined the starting line. He the one determined the starting line. He the one decided when time was going to start, when, when the world that we see was going to start. He is the one that determined the starting line because he is the beginning. So we see that this text tells us that, that God is the beginning. We, we know it doesn't suggest that he has a beginning because he's eternal. eternal. We know that that, that this is suggesting that he is the beginning because he's the start of everything. He started everything. But then there's, there's another 
there's another uh, uh, thing we see here. And this text, what it asks us to do and what it's plead to us to do is ask a question. Because here it says, in the beginning, look at that verse 1, in the beginning, God. That right there poses a, a question that, that we have to ask the, the text. Because it says, in the beginning, God. So the, the, the next thing we have to see, we see here in this text, in this question, well, who is God? I, I, I mean, who is God? Because it says, in the beginning, God. So we know God is the beginning. We know he's the one that started everything. We know he's the one that set the starting line and set the time and, and started the world to go forward. We know that God is the one that, that, that set and determined the time when the world was going to start. But it begs us to ask the question, well, who is God? Because I, I, I am convinced that, that in this time when I'm talking to people, that people are confused about God. We, we contribute God to, to everything. We, we're confused about God. And if we're going to really understand God, we got to look at his word and see what his word says. So the text drive us to ask a question, who is God? Now watch this. It says, in the beginning, God. You and I, in our English language, this here, God, is a noun, which is, uh, which is singular which are now mean a person, place, or thing. So when we look at this word God here in the English version, watch this, in the English language, uh, look at this. In the English language, we're looking at one person, God, uh, as one, is described one. But the scripture in the original language was written in Hebrew. It was written in Hebrew. So to get the full understanding of who God is, we got to read it in Hebrew. So it actually says, in the beginning, Elohim. Now, Elohim is used as a plural form, not a singular form. So Elohim is used in a plural form, which actually means, I told you, get some paper so you can take some notes, which actually means God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So when we say who is God, is, is, is in the beginning Elohim, which refers to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, which is the first account of the Trinity in Scripture. Right at the beginning, we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, which account to the, to the Trinity in Scripture. But watch this. But this word Elohim means the supreme one. It says, so when we ask the question, who is God in the beginning, Elohim, who is Elohim? It's the supreme one. I, I, I see you all ain't getting it yet, but I'm going to help you get with to where I'm at. Because right now you missed your shouting point when I said Elohim, because that means the supreme one. Well, who is God? It's the one that has the beginning and the end. It's, who is God, the supreme one, the one that holds your life in his hands? Who is God, the one who has reign and rule? over everything. Are you getting excited yet? Are you thanking God yet? Are you praising God yet? Who is this God? The one who controls the in and the out. The one who steps in time and outside of time. The one is the creator of everything. Who is God? He is the one that's sustaining us right now. The reason why you haven't lost your mind in the pandemic because Elohim stepped in. The supreme one who reigns and rules over everything. That is God. He is God. He is God. He is God. He says, who is God? It's the supreme one. It's Elohim. It's Elohim. It's Elohim. He is the self-existent God, the one who stepped out of nowhere, stood on nothing, and declared that he is God. That's who the God we serve. This is God. 
Elohim. We, we got it all mixed up. We putting, out, we putting praise on everything else. We, we, we showing everything else that's God, but this is the real God. This is the God I'm talking about, the one that's keeping us in the, in the midst of our pandemic. You may not have the food that you want, but you better thank God for providing the food that you have. You may say, I lost my job and I don't have no money to pay my bills, but thank God you still got somewhere to lay your head. You may say, I don't have no food, Pastor Pew, but thank God you got churches like Clinton and other organizations that are sending you groceries for free without even, give, without even asking for any money. Thank God that people at Clinton are given and they tithes and offer where we can provide help for those who are in need. I'm trying to help you understand that we are dealing with God who is the supreme one who reign and rule over everything. Text begs us to ask a question, who is this God? Who is God? Because this is a subject. God is a subject of this whole text of the whole Bible. God is a subject. So in this text, in this, in this sermon, as we look at God, we see God is the the beginning. We know it's the beginning because he's eternal. We know he's the beginning because he's the one that set and determined when the start will be. And then it begs us to ask a question, well, who is this God? It's Elohim. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, which these three are one, and God who is the supreme reign and rule over everything. That's, that's what God, the one who supreme reign, rule over everything. He, he got ownership over everything. He ruled over everything. Don't nothing happen without his authority. Nothing, nothing happened. Even the devil in scripture says he got to go to God and ask God what can he do. I'm trying to help you understand the power that God has and who the God we serve. This is Elohim. This is God. This is God. So it tells us, it says here, we see that God is the beginning. Then it begs us to ask a question, then who is God? But there's another thing. There, there's something else we see here, and it says that, uh, that God is the creator. Watch this. It says, in the beginning, watch, we walking right through. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Oh, my God, that's, that's some good stuff, Tammy. Michelle, that's some good stuff. Look what he said. He says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we see, as we look at this, this sermon, God, we see God is the beginning. We see who God is. And now we see God is the creator, right? We see God is the creator, Brother Jerry. We see God is the creator. We see God is the creator, uh, Brother Watts. We see God is the creator, Bonnie. We see God is the creator, Angel. Watch this. God is the creator. Right here, y'all see it. God is the creator. So he says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, in the scripture... There, uh, we see, especially in Genesis, but it's all throughout the scripture, the word created or form or made or fashion a lot. We see that a lot. So in the, in the Hebrew language, the word created or formed or fashioned or made is actually two words. Okay? That's why I say you need your notes. You need, you need to write this down. So in the Hebrew, in the English language, created just means created. We just put created on everything. But in the Hebrew language, created has two words. Okay? Watch this, Rob. Watch this. Watch this, Jeanette. Watch this, Howard. The first word for created. In the beginning, God created. So God is the creator. In the beginning, God created. And the word is asa or asa. And it's A-S-A-H in Hebrew. A-S-A-H in Hebrew. 
Asa or Asa. The word in created or fashion or make in Hebrew actually means, Asa actually means to create out of pre-existent material. Oh, my God, oh, my God, man, man, that's some good stuff right there. That's some good stuff right there. Look, look. So that means it's created out of pre-existent existing material. Mm, that's, that's, that's good right there, Tammy. That's good. That's, that is, Asa means it's created out of pre-existent material. See, y- y'all ain't get it yet. See, 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 so, 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 so what it means is that when you create something, you had to create it out of something that God has already made. <laughs> so he says that, that Asa, create. So watch this. So what I did was I went and I created a man. I Asa a man. Now don't laugh at my man. Don't laugh at my man. I Asa a man. I don't know if y'all can see it or not. But can y'all see this? Uh, um, show me some thumbs up uh, if you can see it. I, I want to hold it right so you can see it. Now, I created a man in his outside. I created a man. Here it is. Uh, y'all see the head? You see the arms? You see the body and the legs? Now, I created this man. I outside this man out of pre-existent material. Now, to create this man, to outside this man, Murray, to outside this man, Janice, to outside this man, Charlene, I had to get a two-pick. As some lunar foil to, to, to create this man. See, 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 because this means to be created out of pre-existent material. Asa, asa. So, 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 but this word here in the text, when it says God is the creator, is not asa. This don't have anything to do with asa, which means that God created out of pre-existent material. What this word mean here in the text created is the second word, which means bara which is B-A-R-A, B-A-R-A. In the Hebrew, this word here in the text is bara, which is B-A-R-A. Now, God, it says in the beginning, God bara the heavens and the earth. See, he didn't asa, he bara. So bara actually means to create out of nothing. Oh, my God, that's some good stuff. Sorry about my glass. That is some good stuff right there. I don't know about you. But see, God is not a God who create out of pre-existent stuff. God is the one who create out of nothing. And when he says here that God is the creator, let me help you understand the power you have. he has. He created something out of nothing. If you look right here in Genesis chapter 3, I mean chapter 1, one verse three he says in the beginning let it I mean he says let there be light and light just showed up that means he spoke to nothing and things came to existence that means he created everything we see out of nothing God is a bara God he can do anything out of nothing let me tell you how he's a creator out of nothing oh I'm getting excited now sorry let me move this out the way I know this ain't professional but let me help you understand how he create something out of nothing how he's a bara God because guess what you had nothing going on in your life and he created you to do good and to do well. Your credit score wasn't nothing, but he bought He changed that thing. He created your credit score so you can get that house that you got, so you can get that car that you got. I'm trying to help you understand that God is a bara God. Your marriage was dead. Guess what? But God bought your marriage. He created something in your marriage out of nothing. You thought your marriage was over, but guess what? God changed that thing around. 
ground. Set your feet on solid ground because he's a Barah God. He's a God who can create out of nothing. You ain't had no money in a bike account. You were broke and there was nothing in there, but God Barah your bike account. That job you on, you wasn't even worth having it, but God Barah that job you had. You single, guess what? And you think your life ain't all that because you single. God Barah your singleness created you in singleness where you can enjoy it and have fun and thank God that I'm single because he's a Barah God. He's a creator. He is the creator of everything. He Barah. He speaks to nothing and things come to existence. This is the God we serve. This is God. All that stuff we making up, the breakdown in the story. All the things we say God is and this and that does not even line up with Scripture. But right now we see that God is, is, is the Barah God. He is God. These things work. God show you who he is in his word. You ain't got to make nothing up. You ain't got to go around here chasing after this and chasing after that. All you got to do is get in the word of God and it will sustain you. It will show you who God is. You can walk around and know God just like I know him if you just read your word. Says that Bara, Bara, y'all got me sweating up in here. Y'all working me today. Y'all working me today. I hope y'all enjoying this much as I am because God is a Bara God. He's a God that creates out of nothing. And he's the creator. He created out of nothing. But the crazy thing about it, Deacon Dixon, you know the crazy thing about it? We celebrate, we celebrate people like Mark Zuckerberg. We celebrate People like uh, Bill Gates. We, we, we celebrate those who, who uh, people like, um, who else created something big? Uh, Steve Jobs. We celebrate them, but guess what? They are saw God, Gretchen. They are saw. They creating out of things, pre-existing material. But what you need to do is stand on your feet right now in your house and give God some glory. What you need to do is clap your hands and give God some glory. I know we ain't got the piano behind me or the keyboard behind me, but what you need to do is start doing a little dance because God don't need nothing to be created for him to create because he's a Barah God. If you can celebrate Steve Jobs, you, you better worship God. If you can celebrate and worship uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you better celebrate God. I'm trying to help you understand, Lena, that God is worth celebrating because he's a ba God. And if you can celebrate all them other guys who create this and create that, who create stuff out of pre-existing material, why can't we celebrate God who is the beginning of everything? Said that he's God. God is the beginning of everything. Then the, question, the, the, uh, the scripture begs us to ask the question, who is God? He's Elohim. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's a self self um, uh, he's a um, supreme one, pre-existent. He's, he's, he's eternal. He's, he's self-existent. Then it tells us that God the creator. And the last thing we see here, the, the question, Nikki and Kendra, the last thing we see about God here is that God is the God of order. That God is the God of order. Look with this. Look in verse 2. In verse 2, it says, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the, the, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. We see here that God is the God of order. 
Watch this. God, from the beginning, from the beginning, he's a God of order. Now, in this text, theologians and, 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 and other scholars will set a view, has set a view that this is a gap period, that there's gap time between these two texts, verse 1 and verse 2, and it's gap period. But I, I don't believe in that. I don't believe it's a gap period. I believe it's a continuous story. I just believe that verse 1 is a summary story, a topic, I mean, a topic sentence that's telling something of what's going to come, and it's fulfilled in verse 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 and further. So here, I don't, I don't hold to the view that this is a gap, is a gap between creation. But also, too, some would suggest that here in the text, what we see in verse 2, that there were darkness. So some would suggest that at that time that was Satan, because Satan represents darkness, and, and, and he does. In the scripture, Satan represents doctrine, but a darkness. But I don't hold to that, because if Satan was there then, then that means everything wasn't perfect. So in, in the scripture, it tells us that everything was perfect when God created it. So if Satan was there then, Lucifer was there because Lucifer was perfect before he came Satan. So if Satan was there then, then God here in creation wasn't perfect. So I don't hold to that. But what I do hold to is that God is a God of order. See, see, see it says that the world was, was out without, let me read it, let me read it. It says that the, the, the earth was without, the. Um, it says that, uh, I'm trying to read it without my glasses. The earth was without form, and it was void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over it, the face of the water. So it says that the, 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 the world, it says that the, the, uh, the earth was without form, and it was void. So here it is. This, remember that word form. Form, form means to fashion. It means to make, me to make, to me to create. So the world was without Form, meaning it didn't have the circle that we have. The earth did not have the circle. It's not, it was out form. It wasn't structured. So here in the text, what it actually means is that atoms was just everywhere. Material was just everywhere. Wasn't nothing formed yet. You didn't have a, a form of anything. Nothing was fashioned yet. Everything was created, but it wasn't fashioned yet. And in verse 3 on down to verse uh, number 31, you see things being fashioned. Okay, so everything was created, everything, all the atoms and everything, all the material was there to fashion everything. So that's what we had. So it wasn't with form and things was, was out of order. Things was everywhere. But it shows that God is a God of order because now things are everywhere. And what God started to do is set up order. So the first thing we see here in, in God is a God of order, the, the, in the text, God started putting things in order in creation. We see in the text, in I think verse 7 or verse 9, uh, God created the fish of the sea. He, he didn't create, he didn't set the, the water. I mean, he didn't create the fish of the sea and then set the water. No, he, he set the water and then created the fish of the sea because God is a God of order. And then it talks about the trees and, and the scrubs and, and, the, and the herbs and, and, the, and the flowers and the, and the plants. God did not set the ground, I mean, uh, put these, uh, fashion these and create the plants and the trees and the, and the flowers and, and then set the, the, the ground. No, he set the ground first and then, and then fashioned the trees and stuff because God is a God of order. We see order in creation. God is a God of order. He's, he's a God of order because we see order in creation. 
God didn't uh, uh, create the birds and then created the atmosphere. He created the atmosphere and then he created the birds because the birds need the atmosphere to fly. God is a God of order. But not only did God set order in creation, but if you read down in verse, I mean, chapter 2, around verse 18, chapter 2, around verse 18 to 25, God set order in marriage. God said order and merge. God, God in, in chapter 2, verse, uh, I mean, chapter 2, verse 18 through 25, God said order and merge. He said he instituted, the, 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 he instituted and established marriage. And he said marriage should be between a man and a woman. He, he said order in that. He said order in that. He got order and merge. Merge would never set up to be between a man and a man or a woman and a woman. God said order and merge. It was to be between a man and a woman because God is a God of order. God is a God of order. This is who God is. And then we go on. Not only did God set order in, mer- in creation, not only did he set order in, in marriage, but he also set order in family. God set order in family in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. I hope you're writing this stuff down. God set order. God said, children, obey your mother and father in the Lord, which is right. He set order. He said the order in the family is the mother and the father and then the children. But you know what? We have just turned God order all around. Now we got children. Now we got parents obeying the children. The children telling the parents to sit down and shut up. The children telling the parents what to do and the parents doing it. Out of order. We got a whole world that is out of order and God is an order. He established order from the beginning. He established order in creation. He established order in marriage. He established order in family. And guess what else he established order in? God established order in the church. He established order in the body of believers. He says in Ephesians chapter 1, 22 and Colossians chapter 1, 18, that Christ is the head of the church. I dare, and I'm a pastor. Where in the world in the scripture does it say the pastor is the head of the church? The pastor is the under-shepherd, and he's the under-shepherd to lead the people of God as God lead him. And we are under-shepherd, meaning that we should be leading the people and not driving the people. Pastors, where are you at? Are you leading your people? Because you are set. Well, this is Christ's church because Christ died for the church. You didn't die for the church. I didn't die for the church. Pastors, we as men need to step up and lead our community as we follow Christ. God set order in the church. That's why the pastor can't follow what you say, deacons. That's why the pastor can't follow what you say, trustees. That's why the pastor don't listen to the congregation because he's getting his vision from Christ because this church belongs to Christ. And as the under shepherd, his job is to follow Christ, not the people. But too many times, pastors, we feel the pressure of the people because you've given a lot. Now you want to suggest a lot because you wanted the committed members Now you want to suggest what we should do and throw out hints what we should do. No, what I'm going to do here at Clinton is I'm going to follow the Lord because neither one of y'all got a hell or heaven to put me in. Neither one of y'all reign and rule over this church. This church does not belong to me. Christ died for this church, and this church belongs to Jesus Christ. As the pastor, I'm following him. So guess what? He has order in the church. So we see that he has order in creation. He has order in um, 
creation. He has order in marriage. He has order in family. He has order in church. And then another thing, and I'm out your way, God is a God of order in salvation. Look at this. John chapter 4, verse 16. He said, Jesus said, uh, uh, Jesus gave his own testimony. Jesus said, to get to God, you, you must come to me. He says that you must come to me. He said, you must come to me. He says that you must come to me. Jesus said, I have order and salvation. You think you can get to God any kind of way. You think you can pray to God and get to God. You think you can come to church enough and get to God. You think you can give more to get to God. You think you can be right and cross every I, I mean, die every I and cross every T to get to God. Jesus says only one way, and that way is through him. He says only one way. John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 12 says it like this. He that has the Son has life, and he who does not have the Son does not have life. God set order in salvation. And the order in salvation is that you need to come to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can't get there on your own. You didn't try it. You didn't, you've been good. You didn't, you, that didn't make it. You stopped drinking. That didn't make it. You stopped smoking. That didn't make it. You stopped sleeping around. That didn't make it. You've been faithful to your husband and your wife. That won't get you in there. God, Jesus said the order is set that you come through him. He says, I'm the bread of life. I'm the gatekeeper. You got to come through Jesus Christ to have salvation. He said order because God is a God of order. He's a God of order. This is who God is. God is the beginning because he's eternal. He's the beginning because he determined when to stop was going to begin. Also, the text begs us to ask the question, who is God? God is Elohim. The supreme one, the one to reign and rule over everything. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. That's who God is, the one who reigned and ruled over everything, the one who, who spoke to nothing and things came to Who is God? God is the creator. He's the Bara God. He's the one created everything out of nothing. He's the only one that, that spoke to nothing and things came to existence. And God is a God who has order. And I come to you today because our world is out of order. Our world is out of order. Our world is out of order. The world systems are out of order. Your life is out of order. Your walk as a believer is out of order. You're doing things your way. You're doing things you want to do. it, And it's out of order and it's contrary to the word of God. God has set up an order for us to follow. That we may have life and have it more abundantly, but you keep wanting to do it your way. And God reigns and rules, and he's not going to have it. He's not going to have it. And then the crazy thing about it, here it is. Remember I talked about the, the census, the distortion of the census, the breakdown of the census. Here it is. Here's another breakdown. You think God going to bless your mess, and you out there sinning like crazy. You living with that guy, living with that girl. You think God going to bless you. That's why you lost your job probably. That's why you don't have no money. That's why life for you is bad because you live in and practice sin. God is a God of order. Let hit me out, please. He's not going to bless your mess. It's not going to happen because he's a God of order and he set an order and a standard for his people to live by. And today we want to present to you God. This is the God. We have a breakdown. We have some distortion about who God is. And the text clearly identify who God is. Now, I tried to do my best 
in my, inf- in my um, finite wisdom and my inability to explain God, and I hope I did. But I just want to present to you God. God is the beginning because he's internal. He, et- he eternal. He's the beginning because he the one set things the starting line. He the one determined when the world was going to start. He the one determined the, the time, when time going to start. And the text begs us to ask the question, who is God? He's Elohim, the supreme one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And then it tells us that God is the creator. He's the Barah God, the God created out of nothing. And then it lets us know that God is a God of order. And today I want to present to you God. I'm not trying to present to you anything else. But I'm trying to make the crooked road straight. I'm trying to help you see God in your life. My whole passion and my whole desire for us as Clinton Baptist Church and those who follow us. I don't want to be people, I don't want to be a church who's smart and know the Bible. I want to be a church who's smart and know the Bible, but live the Bible. I want to be a church who you walking in this thing and you trusting in God. Even in a pandemic, guess what? I know it's bad out here, but guess what? I'm going to have favor. I'm going to have joy. I'm going to be excited because I serve a God that can do anything. That's walking in the truth and the power of God. That's being obedient to the word of God. And today, I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are today. I don't know how your life is. For my members, I, I called all my members. I spoke to them, and I check on them. But for you, for those who, who chime in and are not members of God, I mean, who are not members of Clinton Baptist Church, I, I can't check on you. Some of you are, I don't know who you are, but what I can tell you is that we serve a God that is able to do anything. He's able to do anything. So instead of listening, to the stories that we hear about God, let's get in his word and read about him. And today I present it to you, God. God has order, and he set it up for salvation. Today, is there one? Is there one? You've been doing this thing all wrong. We got people watching. So if you want, say I'm one. Say I want to give my life to Christ. Identify is a great thing. Identify that I'm a Christian. Identify. It's amazing how we endorse everything else. We endorse everything else. We endorse every. We endorse Nike. We put clothes on and got Nike broadcasting. We endorse Adidas. We endorse Pumas. We endorse Fila. We we endorse Polo. We endorse Lacoste. We endorse Gucci. We endorse Louis Vuitton. We got all that stuff that endorsing all these other companies, but we won't stand up and say, "I want to be a Christian." Let's endorse Christ. So is there anyone today that want to be a Christian? Say, I want to be a Christian. We got people looking. We got people looking. You never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You say, God, I want that God that he's talking about. I want the God who is the creator. I want the God who is the beginner. I want the God who is God, who reigns and rule over everything. I want the God who is a God of order. And today I present to you him. So is there any, any today, any today that want to have a relationship with God? Any, 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 any today that do not know God as their Lord and Savior. We don't see anybody responding. We don't see anybody responding. And that's okay because guess what? 
I can't press you to give your life to Christ. You got to do this on your own. First Corinthians said there's God who revealed to you that he is Jesus, that Jesus Christ is the way. So I, I, I just present to what, what God has placed on me. So if, if you don't want to surrender, that's okay. But today, do we have any? Do we have any? Because you'll never know when you're going to breathe your last breath. People are dying from the coronavirus. And you don't know when your time is coming. I just want to make sure you know that when you die, you're going to heaven and not hell. Not the lake of fire, Sean. You're going to, you're going to heaven. Is there any? Because there's no response. Let's move on. But you've been watching Clinton Baptist Church and you are joining the preaching and the, and the sound word. You see that I preach straight from the Bible. Everything I preach is right there. Two verses was right there. Some of y'all probably amazed how much how I got all that out the verse. That's called study. Every week I study to bring you all the word. And here today, I want to change some of you all life. I want to use this word to change your life. Maybe your life is out of order. I, I'm, some, some, some reason I'm stuck on that out of order because God is God. Maybe your life is out of order. Maybe you are living with that guy. Maybe you are living with that girl. Maybe you are you're not living with him, but you're fornicating. Maybe you are stealing. Maybe you are gluttony. Maybe you are uh, 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 over drinking and, and getting drunk. Maybe, maybe you live in a wayward life and, and not, 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 um, is, is, is not represent God. And these for believers. I'm not talking about unbelievers. You're an unbeliever. You got to give your life to Christ. But this for believers. And you say that's me. Maybe, you're, maybe because you quarantine, your attitude has been nasty. Maybe because you quarantine, you, 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 your faith has, has decreased. Maybe you, you turned away from God because you've been quarantining and, and things are going bad. Maybe because you lost your, God, your job, you're just mad at God. You're like, God, I'm done. I'm, I'm mad. I, I, I can't do it no more. You're supposed to be a God that changed situations, that turned situations around. But guess what? He's still that God, and today I want to call you to repent. I wanna, I wanna, we, we, we have an altar here, but I, I can't see you, but as people watching, I, I, I pray that you turn, turn off the TV or, or whatever you're doing and just really give God your attention and come to the altar and just raise your hands. Just raise your hands. Just raise your hands where you are. Just raise your hands where you are and let me pray for you. Let me pray over you. If you have a small business, let me pray for you. Let me pray over your business. If you have, if you frustrated with your children, let me pray with you. Children, if you frustrated that you can't see your friends and you, you can't go outside, let me pray with you. Young adults, if you frustrated and you got things going on, you can't get to your job to make your money so you can pay the little bills you had, let me pray for you. Parents, let me pray for you. If you're mad at your husband, you're mad at your wife, if things just not going right in this quarantine, let me pray for you right now. Let me just lift you up right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for you. I pray. Just raise your hand. Just pray. Raise your hand. Sorry about the technical difficulty. We're working it out. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you be with us. Lord God, as we stand in our living room, as we stand in our bedrooms, as we stand in our kitchens, as we stand all over our house, Lord God, on our deck, on our porch, in our garage, wherever we stand, Lord God, even for me in the church, even for those in the church right now, as we stand here, Lord God, we come and ask for your forgiveness. Lord God, we haven't been doing what we need to do. Lord God, we have been cussing a little too much. Lord God, we have been having an attitude with people. Lord God, we, we have lost faith in, faith in you, Lord God. Lord God, we have, we have walked away from you, Lord God. 
Lord God, they, I'm, uh, people are upset because their businesses, Lord God, uh, they lost their business or their businesses are closing and they can't make money, Lord God. People are upset because of their jobs, Lord God, and people just turned away from you, Lord God. But I pray right now that you be with them. Lord God, I pray that you, you be with them. There are some, Lord God, that, that, that stop giving, Lord God. There's some that, 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 that said, God, I, I just can't do it no more. I'm just frustrated, and I'm, I'm sad, and, and, I'm, and it hurts, Lord God. And I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you speak to them. I pray over them that you give them the strength that they need. I pray that you give them the wisdom, Lord God. You give them the understanding, Lord God. I pray that you help them through this time of, of difficulty, Lord God. I pray that you strengthen them. And embrace them, Lord God. I pray that you show your will to them and show them that you are God, Lord God. Lord God, be real with them. Remind them, Lord God, that you are God of comfort. Remind them that you are Barah, God, that you created everything out of nothing. And we ask for your grace, Lord God, to keep showing up. Lord God, we need you and we fall before you at the altar in our house, Lord God. We set up an altar right now. And with our hands raised, Lord God, asking for your grace just to prevail. Lord God, our families are being sick. Lord God, people are losing their parents, Lord God, losing loved ones, and they can't go to bury their families, Lord God. We just ask for your grace just to be with them. Lord God, fill their hearts that are full with pain, with joy, Lord God. Let them see a breakthrough, Lord God. We call out to Jesus Christ who is the, the Savior of the world, Lord Jesus, can you save us from this pandemic? People are scared and fearful. Anxiety and, and, and fearful, Lord God, is going on in people's lives, and we ask that you just move. Lord God, people are facing uncertainties. They, they, they face the circumstances where they don't know what's going on. We just ask that you rule over their life. Be God. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm so grateful for you to tune in for us. Remember God. My sermon title today was God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 and verse 1 through 2. And I said, and this thing, as, as, as the word of God has broke down, as, 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 as the word of God has been distorted and the breakdown has come in the word of God, we got to get back to the scripture. We see that God is the beginning. He's the beginning because he's eternal. He's the beginning because he's set and determined where the stop was going to be. He the one set time in order. He the one that started the world. And then the text begs us to ask the question, who is God? God is Elohim, the supreme one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the self-existent one, the one who rules and reigns over everything. And then the text tells us that God is the God of creation. He's not a Asa God. He didn't create out of pre-existing material. He created, watch this, out of nothing. He's a bara God. But then the text go on and tell us that God is a God of order. God had order in creation. God set order in marriage. God set order in families. God set order in the church. And God set order with salvation. And today I want to present to you God, the God of order. Today, I pray that you leave this place excited and full with the word of God. I pray that you, you took good notes and, and just reflect back on this word. Because in this time, we need God. And I don't need that God that you talk about, that stuff that you made up. I need this, the word of God, the Bible, which tell me.
to God I serve. I need this. The living word will show me the God I serve. And today I present to you God. Thank you so much. Let's give God a round of praise. Let's thank God right now for being good and being awesome. I'm so grateful for that.